Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. This is Season 5, Episode 1, Definitions. And welcome to Season 5, Jen. Welcome. Yay, Season 5. Yeah, great start. Yeah, wonderful episode. Well, we just got through a week of Hanukkah. Uh, Again, we're sorry for how slowly we've been putting these out. The holidays should be a time where we have more time (laughs) to record, and yet it turns out that we have less time. But with Season 5 here, we will be well-inspired to keep pace because these episodes, the ones coming up, this one, all really great. And I apologize if my voice sounds a little scratchy or congested and got a little cold, but hopefully it won't come through too much. There's only one thing I wanted to bring up before we got into this. I was listening to an old podcast of ours, and we were having the debate as to what Grinch was the stand-in for. (laughs) Okay. On the episode where Lily steals Christmas. Right. And you contended that it was bitch, and I thought it was the C word. Mm Mm-hmm. Something occurred to me as I was listening to that, they use the word bitch a lot on this show, <laughs> which makes me think they wouldn't need to bleep out bitch. Hmm. I feel like it had to be the C word. I can't recall a time where they've used bitch. Robin once entered and said, say you're my bitch. And Ted said, I'm your bitch. Why this time? That was okay. okay awesome. Mm. Um, I wonder wants, if there's something about the context of how it's used. Like if you're calling someone a bitch versus... Lily once said to Ted when he did not kiss Robin Goodnight, or at some point in the first episode, she said that Ted was a little bitch. Maybe it's something to do with it being directed towards a woman. And then there was once where I think Marshall's trainer called him a little bitch. Okay, so these are all instances of guys being called bitch. Yes, but my point is they're not shy about that word. So I think that puts a little more on the scale for the C word. Well, also... Just just take the hit, Jeff. Well, I'm, the hit. I'm also looking at it from a narrative perspective of, like, if Ted's telling this story to his kids and it's like here's a thing that I said versus these are kind of like throwaway lines that maybe he wasn't word for word telling his kids well nevertheless I, I think that's a strong check in the, the C word box well you're wrong so <laughs> well I'm not wrong <laughs> you disagree but you know until <laughs> is this what we should spend our one, <laughs> our one Craig <laughs> Thomas allowed question on, on maybe that's tempting. Maybe we need to wait till the very end so we know that we got the right question. <laughs> Makes sense. All right. Listeners, weigh in on your thoughts. Was it bitch or the C word? All right, moving on. We start off at Columbia University. Oh, sorry. Um, did we ever talk about the premiere date for How I Met Your Father? Because I feel like it got announced. But I don't know if we've ever talked about it. I don't know either. I know I wrote it down. I'm not sure if I... Said it out loud on this podcast. Why did... In case... For some reason, that popped into my head that they... I think they announced the actual date. Like, I think it's going to be January sometime. Yeah, I do remember it being January. I just... I couldn't remember if we had brought it up before. And we'll do special coverage of it. We'll do the pilot, and then we'll watch a few more episodes and kind of see if we want to continue. So do you want to look it up and see if we actually have, like, the date of it? No. Do we know what it's going to be on? Hulu. Oh, good. At least we have that. 
See, now you're doing something to help people. Stop looking at me. <laughs> As they're panning into the classroom, we get a statue or a head bust of Socrates with the quote, all I know is that I know nothing. I feel like I sort of made that point when we were talking about politics and I said I used to talk a lot about politics until I realized that I don't really know anything. <laughs> so you're know. as smart as Socrates, is what you're <laughs> Him and I do tend to make similar observations. <laughs> The narrator tells us that as his first day as a college professor, there was two things that he didn't know that he wished he did. One, that the mother was in that classroom. And the other, he's going to have to go back to explain, and it's going to be the Barney and Robin story of the episode. So we're at McLaren's. We have Lily Marshall, Barney Robin. Lily's loudly woohooing. Right. So it talks about, you know, the narrator finishes up by saying, you know, after a year, Barney and Robin finally, and then they like show a flashback to them kissing, and that's what Lily is woohooing about. Right. And we get and some admonishment from Marshall of, use your indoor woo. Which is cute. Lily goes off pontificating about all the things that could be happening now that they're both <laughs> couples. And she should know this is going to scare both of them off. We get our typical yeah, <laughs> which this show is famous for, which I love. Right. And there's some good, well-timed Barney Robin denying the relationship with, mm-hmm. whoa, hold on, that's a, that's a bit much. And But Robin and Barney said right now they're just not feeling it. They still want to be friends. And so it's very reminiscent of like their breaking up with Lily, the way Lily's taking it. And Lily doesn't take it well. She starts to cry a little bit and wants to know if it's something she did. And they're comforting her. No, it's not you, it's us. Then we cut to... Lily and Marshall's apartment, they're in bed, Lily's crying, and eating ice cream with a giant wooden spoon out of the container. Yeah, I saw that too. That doesn't seem like the most efficient utensil. It made me want to eat ice cream with a giant wooden spoon, but texture-wise, a wooden spoon, eating off of that would not be enjoyable, I don't think. (laughs) It's like drinking drinks from those paper straws. Mm -hmm. It's just not comfortable on the lips. Understandable. Like Lily saying we were going to take cooking lessons together. Camping trips. She had all these plans. Although, I don't know, what about Robin or Barney makes Lily think that they're going to go camping or cooking lessons with her? Maybe cooking. Maybe. But Barney doesn't even keep food in his apartment. Well, everything's changing now. Marshall's comforting her. We, we get back to McLaren's, and there is a gift-opening ceremony for Ted's new first day as a professor. Marshall gave him a box to open, and he said it used to belong to his favorite professor of all time. It's a fedora and a whip. And Ted is super psyched. Yeah, this is you know all the get-up for Indiana Jones. I'm sure most of our listeners, if not all, know who Indiana Jones is. There was Hopefully. You know, like four movies about the character. He was a professor by day and also... Archaeologist. Archaeologist, thank you. He was a professor of archaeology, although he went out into the field quite a bit and was always trying to sort of save these, you know, historical artifacts before, like, the Nazis would get them. I think it was pretty much always the Nazis they were up against. And it did take place in the 40s. Okay. Even though it was, like, made in the 80s. Or in the 90s. It was the 80s, right? 80s, yeah. Early 80s. And then there was, like, one sequel in the... 2000s? 2010s? Yeah, there was one. Yeah, that's the last one that they did, isn't it? The Crystal Skulls mm-hmm. one, which was 
widely panned. Right. But I can't remember which decade it fell into, but sometime yeah, in the last was, 20 years. It was either the 2000s or the 2010s. It was okay. It wasn't, but the fans hated it. Right. And the bullwhip was Indiana Jones only. He never carried a gun. It was always the bullwhip. Hmm. Okay. I don't know if I He found a lot of uses for it. Interesting. I don't think I knew that little tidbit. Apparently, it was Barney that got the whip. He has a whip guy. <laughs> and then he does a little wink with a little, like, whip noise. Did I already tell this story? I was in New York City. I was at a bar. I was there for work, and I went to the bar downstairs from the hotel, and there were these two New Yorkers that worked in the neighborhood, I guess, and they were talking to a dad and a daughter who were there on a college trip. They were all sitting at the bar, and they were just chatting with each other. And I think the guys were kind of hitting on the daughter. Ew. In front of her dad? Yeah, I mean, not obnoxiously hitting on her, but the two guys were like heavy New York accents or really leaning into the whole New York thing and talking about how when they go to the baseball game, they got a guy to get them <laughs> tickets. And so I asked them, why, didn't every, why is it a New York thing? Why does everyone in New York say they got a guy? Everyone's got a guy. Mm-hmm. And they got really mad at me for pointing this out. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't actually get an answer? No, he was like, well, what are you, the fifth dentist? I was like, what do you, what <laughs> what? Do you mean the fifth dentist? You Were know, you in a bad sitcom? <laughs> he's like, you know, the fifth dentist is always the one that says no. You know, four out of five dentists. Like, yeah, right? no, it's. I'm like, it's wow, that was quite a, a trope. Yeah, that was a. That, that, was, that sounds like a made-up story. <laughs> no, like really I know it's happened. not, but like it's such a bad response. It really happened. These guys were trying to play big shots and buying drinks, and then they skipped out on their tab. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. I feel like I told this story. Maybe not on the podcast. I thought I at least told it to you. It sounds vaguely familiar, but the details aren't clicking. Is something I've heard. Marshall and Ted decide they want to go out of the alley and whip stuff. Robin and Barney, in a strangely timed scene, both seem to have a date to go to. <laughs> right. They're sort of celebrating each other's dates. Uh, Lily seems annoyed by all this, but she's not suspicious. Ted, too. That they're leaving they're, at the same time for the same reason. And they're, like, over the top about each other's dates, each other's. doing these fist bump explosions. And Lily and Ted both have these looks on their face of just like, ugh. I didn't catch if Marshall was in the shot. but I didn't notice Ted. And Lily does ask Robin, are you still seeing that guy? So I guess Robin's still No, Barney asked that. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. an interplay between the two of them. All right. All right. We go to the alleyway. Ted has the whip, and they put a cigarette in the mouth of a ma- mannequin. Where do they this find a mannequin? Another alleyway, I guess. <laughs> do you remember when Eddie found a mannequin head in the alleyway of Macy, outside of Macy's? On friends. Oh, I was like, our there friend is no, There is no, al- there is no alleyway outside. <laughs> All right, so I got it. I stole it off a mannequin body. Big whoop. <laughs> Eddie's standing in the window with a human head. Eddie's standing in the window with a human head. <laughs> One of the great all-time guests on a sitcom. Right. So good. So Marshall's really pumping him up, but... <laughs> He's really hyperactive about this whip situation. Right. Just whip him. Don't even aim. Just whip him. And then... Cut to. Yeah. Apparently, Marshall got whipped in the face, and then he's really... All of a sudden, he's, <laughs> it's not a, the whip's on a toy, Ted. <laughs> yeah, it really did a 180 there. They enter the apartment, and Barney and Robin are making out on the couch. Now, this was kind of lazy writing. It was just too easy a way for them to get caught. Right. If they were trying not to get caught. Exactly. But Lily's immediate response is to woo again. She's yeah. pretty excited. She wants to know how long this has been going on all summer, apparently. And Lily announces that they're boyfriend and girlfriend. Whoa, hey, whoa. And they both. Slowly roll there, Lily Pad. <laughs> again, I really like their timing on, on the denials. Right. So, turns out they've 
felt the need to have the talk, but haven't quite been able to bring themselves to actually have it. And they just start making out or doing it every time it potentially comes up. Right. We get a callback to which one is it where they, they're recommending Ted Waits three nights to call the girl three nights. Mm-hmm. It's, it's in the title three nights, the three day rule, the three day rule. Thank you. So they bring up, this is what they should do. They should have the talk. And then Barney says, or, or, oh. <laughs> which is the exact same right. vehicle they used in that mm-hmm. show. So that episode, so effectively, there's another callback that I'll get to that uh, is in this episode. So every time they try and talk about it, they have sex instead. They end a flashback, and they they say they realize that they hate the talk. <laughs> like Barney's line, yeah, the talk sucks. You have to like talk. Oh, really? I didn't like that. I love. It's actually one of my contenders for the worst lines. <laughs> and then he taught he, and then Barney describes how he thinks this talk would go down. He says, it's not like I don't like you. It's just I haven't had a girlfriend in a really long time. I hope that doesn't make you mad. And he's saying it in a voice like, who right. really wants Very to dismissively. say these things? Right. And who needs it? Now, here's the what I feel is the only weakness of this episode, which is kind of the central theme of you guys need it. You have to have the talk. You have to define the relationship. There's no reason. There's, this is not right. from anything real. I think it's just Lily wanting to solidify their relationship so they can officially double date. Maybe. But that being said, you know, this becomes a thing throughout the whole episode of everyone. You need to define it. You need to define it. And it's just, that's not a thing. People don't have to define their relationship. No. Yeah. And I actually, yeah, I'm not really a huge fan of Lily in this episode. Like, I don't know, for some reason, we'll get to it later, but her, like, locking them in the room to make them have this discussion is, like, just really inappropriate. And it just doesn't make sense. Right. But yeah, Lily's really pushing for this. Lily, yeah, notorious busybody, wants everyone's love life to go the way she wants it to go. So, yeah, tracks for her character, but not a good look. And it's the central part of this episode, which I think is such a great episode between all the Ted classroom stuff, the Barney and Robin interactions and Brad being in this one. I forgot Brad was in this one. It was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. And then this central part kind of drags it down a little bit. I, but I, that's okay. I still like this episode. They start making out again in front of everybody <laughs> before they get pulled apart. Right. We are back to the college classroom. I <laughs> like Ted's opening speech. I know what you're all thinking. Who's this cool peer of mine up in front of the class? <laughs> Anyways, he then offers to answer any questions to get started, and he gets a few from the crowd. Who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> what are we supposed to learn from you? You failed as an architect. If you're a professor, where's your hat and your whip? <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> and he wakes up. It was all a dream. And he's not wearing pants in the dream. Right. He wakes up, and Barney's in his room, and he just immediately starts talking to Barney, like Barney's going to comfort him, and Barney's just looking for condoms. Right. He for safe sex. <laughs> right. So, yeah, so they, you know, now they're at the bar and everyone's kind of talking about it. Ted apparently has told them about the dream and you know is really doubting himself and his ability to be a good teacher. Um, Barney goes on a long tangent about the mistakes he made. You know, don't take the questions and then... He should have slept with the, the blonde in the front. I mean, it's a dream, so why There's a classroom full of people... Um, and he can't knock her up because it's a dream. Now, you can knock her up in the dream, but I get what he's saying. There's no full, there's no later consequences. <laughs> I do have these dreams where I'm about to have an intimate interaction with somebody, 
and people keep walking in and interrupting. And then I wake up and I'm like, ah, if I only knew it was a dream, I wouldn't have let people interrupt me. I just would have gone forward with it. It's very frustrating when you Sorry, don't you know can't you're in the dream. Hook up in your dreams. Oh, no, it's always you. Always you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Marshall chimes in with mistake number three, which is, where was the hat? Yeah, he's really <laughs> offended. Yeah, if you're not going to wear it, I'm going to take it back. That's funny that he would get upset that he wasn't wearing it in the dream. <laughs> in the dream. <laughs> <laughs> so Lily agrees with Barney. Definitions are important. She goes down this path whereby... And Barney doesn't see this coming, yeah, surprisingly. Where, you know, she's repeating her theme, and Barney's agreeing with her until he, she gets down to define the relationship. Right. And then he pulls her aside. Right. He, What's your problem? What are you trying to do here? Yeah, why can't you just let us be happy? And I like Lily's line here, which just summarizes like her so well. Like you're not happy. You just think you're happy because you feel happy. Right. Like she can't just let them be. She has <laughs> to like force feed this onto them, even though they are happy the way things are. I like how uh, you and Robin have to have a talk. Why? Give me one good. I'll give you twenty. Again, a call back to. <laughs> right. Uh, reason, reason. 50 reasons uh, to have sex that don't include love. Right. But he will not let her go on. He's like, you can't think of one. Headlights, deer. He points out, you know, things with him and Robin are as good as they can possibly be. And then, oh, look, Brad's here. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a nice segue. So Brad unexpectedly is hitting on Robin. He just shows up out of nowhere. He's got hockey tickets. Clearly this was something he's been thinking about for a while. Right. He knows she's a hockey fan, wants her to go with him, and she's kind of trying to say no, but he's really selling it. Yeah. Yeah. Does he have to put a (laughs) gun to your head and (laughs) And he flexes? flexes. Buy you a six-pack and shows his abs. She's like, oh, wow, there's There's six six of them. them. (laughs) Which, what a nice, you know, welcome back, Brad. Nice to see you. (laughs) Even when he's walking away, just great ass. Oh, I didn't notice. Uh, you'll have to rewatch it. <laughs> I was too busy looking at the abs. Even when he was walking away. <laughs> Somehow. Now, I can't remember at this point. Was he on True Blood already? I don't know. Or was it just like, all right, Brad's still a hot guy, so let's just have him show off his abs. Yeah, because they didn't have, they, he wasn't hot in the past. Uh, he, yes, he looked hot, but they didn't treat him as a hot guy. Right, that's why I'm wondering, like, oh, is this like, oh, he's on True Blood and he's naked a lot, so. I don't, I don't know that they would treat him as a hot guy here and had, had and give him the lines about being born with... <laughs> being born a little different. Yeah, down below the waistline. I, maybe, maybe that's more cream to it. Like, okay, you're, you're too hot right now. Let's, let's bring this down a notch. Maybe. Yes, why, why wouldn't she go? Does she have a boyfriend? And she said, uh, no. And this makes Lily very happy because this puts a little bit of pressure on Barney <laughs> right. to maybe try and lock this down. And really, you know, you see the two of them next to each other. There's really no contest. <laughs> it's Brad every day of the week. <laughs> sure. How would that couple? How would they be as a couple, Brad and Robin? Brad seems to really. I think Brad would be a little too needy. Probably because yeah, I mean, he's already down to define the relationship twenty minutes into their date. Sure. So. I, it would probably end up being a little bit like that guy that she dates down the road that's just like really hot, but. <laughs> Brad is but he's an attorney. Smart. Yeah, he's presumably he went to Columbia Law School. He never, we never really see him being smart. We see him being sneaky in the last like season or two, right? Which is smart in its own way. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that it would have lasted, but Robin could have some fun. It would have been worth her time, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But he really seems to dig in when he's in a relationship. He was in that serious one with that girl, Kara. Mm-hmm. He was really hurt when they broke up. 
so hurt that he sort of adopted Marshall as his (laughs) temporary boyfriend, I think unknowingly, in a way. Right. Just their relationship sort of adapted to fill this need that he had for a relationship. All right, we cut to the Rangers game. We open up with Robin telling Brad that he's probably wondering why she's been quiet all night. <laughs> he's like, um... We get a flashback to 30 seconds earlier where she's just yelling screaming. at somebody on the ice. <laughs> it's like, not really. And she starts to talk about her and Barney, but he cuts her off. He thinks that this is the time for the talk. Right, he's looking for something serious. And this is where he reveals he's got some... Differences below the belt? Something about his stuff below the belt. He was born a little different. He could have had three testicles, much like... Or maybe one. Yeah. But remember, Stella knew a guy in school, or in med school, that had three testicles. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, He could be... Do we need to speculate? (laughs) (laughs) Hermaphroditic? Maybe? Who knows? Anything All kinds of possibilities. Yes. We never find out. (laughs) I'm going for hermaphroditic. Is that the preferred nomenclature? I don't think yeah, I don't think the hermaphrodites have really ever pushed back hard against. I feel like it might be intersex now. Oh, really? I think you know. I'm not 100. percent After Robbins cuts him off and starts telling him a little more about her and Barney, he says he thinks they need to have the talk. As in her and Barney. Right, and so then we cut to Barney talking to Marshall and Ted at the apartment. Yeah, you know, announcing you know he they are not going to have the talk. Ted agrees with him, says he doesn't need to. Robin's already his girlfriend. And I like Barney's, what? (laughs) Right. Ted talks about McLaren's bar four years ago. Barney gives a speech about how girlfriends are like gremlins. Now, this flashback, Barney and Ted are in tuxedos drinking martinis. Which is important. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So never get them wet. As in, never let them shower at their place. Say that's place, a bad rule for sex. Which is a callback to when the world's greatest couple, when Lily was staying with him. Right, only one trying, towel. Yeah. Keep them away from sunlight, which is never see them during the day. Again, he doesn't want to have the girl around the next day. Mm-hmm. Never feed them after midnight, meaning she doesn't sleep over. So this is all callback to that one episode. Yeah, I mean, I guess, was it approximately four years before? That's true. I guess it might have been, so that would have put us at the beginning of season one, so I guess maybe the whole Lily saying over was maybe like a year later. So. I like how Ted says, what about brunch? Is brunch cool? <laughs> no, Ted. Brunch is not cool. We eventually get to Marshall saying, just once, wish you guys would call me on tuxedo night. <laughs> right. He's really hurt by this. Yeah. And why wouldn't they call him for tuxedo night? That is rude. Especially that, presumably, Ted pointed out during this... <laughs> flashback recollection that they were in tuxedos. Yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise, why would Marshall know? All right, we're back to the hockey game, and the announcer announces Kiss Cam. So it goes on Robin and Brad, and he posits that, you know, maybe they should kiss, and if he, she feels bad about it, then that means, you know, she should be with Barney. Yeah, she says, why not? And then Barney randomly shows up and punches Brad in the face very ineffectively. And immediately retreats. <laughs> like, literally hides behind somebody. Yeah, we can't fight like this all night. We both got some good shots, and let's call it a truce. <laughs> it's really good acting on, comedic timing and acting on the NPH's part. Right. And so Brad immediately apologizes. You know, I shouldn't kiss some other guy's girlfriend. And they both, again. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, Take it easy there. Putting it a little strongly. Girlfriend's a bit much, Brad, okay? And Brad's looking at them like, what is wrong with you two? <laughs> right. We're back at the bar, and Lily is, you know, really 
imploring them, like, all right, we're getting to physical violence. Can you please just have this talk? Barney pretends that this is how he always is, just throwing <laughs> fists around. Right. He says, I'll punch a baby. I don't care. <laughs> I think that's my least favorite joke. Not not because I'm offended by him punching the a baby. The delivery of it was work. funny, though. Uh, it, it just didn't work for me. All right, we're back at the classroom, for real this time. And Ted's writing professor on the board. Right. He, he feels prepared. He, he came in ready, thought of everything, except how to spell professor. And he's <laughs> having this internal monologue of, like, is it one F or two? And so he starts making the second F, kind of looks out at the class. There's one student in the very middle. <laughs> like, shaking her head now. <laughs> and so he adds the bottom line to make it an E. And it, like, squeaks her. as he adds it and turns back around. She nods, yes. <laughs> So good. <laughs> now we get a lot of back and forth between the bedroom, the apartment, and, uh, and Ted's classroom. But in the apartment, Barty's apologizing for going too far last night. <laughs> she humorously thinks he's, she's, he's talking about something in bed. She says, unless I say flugelhorn, you haven't gone too far. <laughs> he meant it, punching Brad. And she's not worried about it. She goes to leave, and the doorknob breaks off. They're locked in. She thinks it might have been him that did it. She, did it. she even says flugelhorn, but he said it's not. In fact, it is Lily sitting outside, and she will not let them out until they have the talk. Which, you know, I haven't seen this episode in a while. Maybe I didn't really care back then, but now, like, this is just really, really unacceptable behavior. Go on. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's it. It's just, yeah. These two are grown adults. Like, let them figure out their relationship on their own. You don't need to lock them into a room to force them to have this conversation. Yeah, not only that, but it just wasn't that good a part of the show. Except for the whip. Yeah, I was going to say that. I mean, the whip obviously makes it really funny, but yeah. <laughs> Robin says, well, her and Barney will just stay in there having sex all day. And Lily says, well, then so will Marshall and I. He's with me, too. And he's <laughs> like, shyly, hey, guys. <laughs> right. We're back at class. Ted doesn't know what kind of professor he wants to be and decided he would figure it out in the moment, and he did about, about 20, 20 times. times. <laughs> Good morning. Sup, dudes? Silence! <laughs> this is Architecture 101. I am Professor Mosby, but you can call me Ted. Professor Mosby. T-Dog. Do Don't. not call me T-Dog. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody raises their hand, and a little floating Barney comes into Ted's eyeline and reminds him never to take questions because it shows weakness. So Ted says, please save all your questions at the end of the lecture. Thank, Thank you! <laughs> I don't know what that was, but it cracks me up every time he does it. Every time I try and imitate it, I can't. I just can't get that high the way he does it. It's so funny. It's so stupid, but so funny. And just, I think, really speaks to, like, how he's really struggling already. Please save all your questions until the end of the lecture. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. By the way, that was our first clip. Thank you. <laughs> no, you're not even close. Yeah, no, I can't get it. Okay. So it turns out if he had taken that question... He would have figured out that he's not in the right class, but he yeah, didn't, this was so economics three hundred five, and this became the most humiliating seven minutes of his life. Right, and they you know, do put in the little aside that you know the student who was going to ask the question was not the mother. 
in case we were wondering. I'm not going to go through all the little notes that Barney and Robin stuck under the door, except to point out that every time they put something under there, Lily says, not good enough, and Marshall whips the door and yells, not good enough! (laughs) Every time. And it's funny every time. It is. (laughs) And it makes Lily jump every time. (laughs) Right. And... I almost hesitate. These are good scenes in the classroom. It's it's really hard to watch. Right. Uh, Ted wants to know what this class, class is really about. Someone tries to clue him off. Economics? Everyone laughs because they're laughing at Ted. Right. Ted sort of supports his guess. Yeah, he's trying to be a supportive teacher. Like, good for Ted. But instead of saying economical in their use of space, why can't he say as... You have to bring in business. He, yes. <laughs> or you have to budget correctly. Right. Yeah, there was... Or you're a part of an economy. Just a bad writing, I guess. (laughs) We we cut to another bullwhip, and then we're back in the classroom. Asks the student why he wants to be an architect. The student doesn't. (laughs) It's funny how Ted says, no, you have to be an architect. You don't have a choice. And then a whole bunch of them raise their hands. And she's like, no questions. (laughs) (laughs) Barney writes that they're Barnman and Robin. Marshall thinks it's funny. but, But not good enough. Yeah, Whip. And then Ted goes on a long lecture about if any of you actually don't want to be an architect, he doesn't want them in there, they can leave the class right now. And then when everyone goes to leave, he backs off that and says, architecture's fun, look, I brought a hacky sack. (laughs) Hacky sacks were so big when I was in college. Like, everybody was out there kicking a hacky sack around. Was was, that dead by the time you got to college? Yeah, that was not a thing when I was in college. Maybe in different colleges, not in my college. Very 90s thing. Yes, by the early 2000s, that was not a thing, at least in Erie, Pennsylvania. In enters Professor Calzanetti of Economics 305. This is his classroom. Ted pushes back. I do like how he says, who's invited to their dad, right? <laughs> right? And Professor Calzanetti is not taking his shit. <laughs> like, young man, plus 28 years, Economics 305 has been taught right here in Building 14, Room 7. Uh, buddy, I'm sure 200 architecture students, their professor, all got the room wrong. <laughs> and we get a good one. Student T-Dog, you're in the wrong room. <laughs> T-Dog, you're in the wrong room, bro. And everyone's <laughs> laughing at Ted. Poor T-Dog. Ted's running out of there. And so we get uh, Ted running through the campus with the Indiana Jones music playing. <laughs> right. And when we see the scene at the end of the series, he actually is running past... The mother. The mother, yeah. Because she's trying to hurry to get to the right class. Gotcha. Although she was in the right class. She just got, she got mixed misled up in- by him. Right. So she must have left and then was trying to come back, and that's why they passed each other. That sounds right. So he ended up 20 minutes late on his first day, which, yeah. When I was in college, I think if the teacher was 15 minutes late, you were allowed to leave. So I feel like 10 was good for us. Yeah, it was either 10 or 15, I can't remember, but 20 would have been unheard of. Nobody's sticking around for 20 minutes. He ended up having a great class. He forgot about who he was trying to be and just talked about architecture. The At this point, Ted's telling them this at the apartment, Robin and... Barney are still stuck in the bedroom. and <laughs> Congratulate him regardless. <laughs> then we get like a, a, an oft-used strategy to get somebody out of their room, which is the smell of bacon and pancakes. Is that an oft-used thing? Yeah, they've done it to wake people up before. It's done at least once before, I think twice. Okay. And then Barney and Robin decide, okay, let's just do this. Let's have the conversation. 
Right. They and don't know where Barney, to start it. And Barney launches into the exact same speech he said he didn't want to have. Right. It's not like I don't like you. I just haven't had a girlfriend for a long time. I hope that doesn't make you mad. Right. But a little bit before that, you know, they're kind of questioning, like, how, how do we even begin this conversation? And, like, Lily slides, like, a prompt under the door. Like, where do you see this relationship going? But that leads Barney to, yeah, his previous explanation. We can shortcut this. Ultimately, they figure out that neither of them wants a relationship, but they don't want to stop having sex. So what they're going to do is just lie and pretend they're boyfriend and girlfriend to get Lily off their backs. Right. Surprised it took them that long to get there, actually. Or, well, I guess they're stuck in the room, but... (laughs) Otherwise, it's, no, we just like sleeping with each other. Yeah. I guess that could have been an answer, too. Yeah, it was clear that Barney didn't want her seeing other guys, so... Right. I guess, yeah, this kind of had to lead to a relationship. And they get, you know, a little bit of, like, flirty compliments back and forth about, you know, the way they feel about each other. It's cute. Yeah, there's not much else I want to mention about that. I'm happy to skip to the very last scene. Marshall in the tux. (laughs) Um, Well, I think we have to cut to the last part where it's, you know, they finally leave the apartment. They decide to go get brunch, which, you know, playing into the whole boyfriend-girlfriend thing. Um, Ted asks Lily that, you know, she knows that they're lying, right? And she says, no, they just don't realize that they weren't lying. That's which right. Which I think is, That's a good is cute. Yeah. That, you know, she's kind of forced them to <laughs> lie to her, but they're going to end up in this relationship despite themselves. Then we're at McLaren's. Marshall's walking into McLaren's in a tuxedo, <laughs> kind of saying things to everybody who walks by. Oh, hello. Good evening. Hello. Didn't we meet on a yacht? Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> and then just sits down with them. Right. And just sits down with them. Did I not tell you guys it was tuxedo night? Doesn't feel very good, does it? All right. Where do you think I ranked this? I think you would have ranked this 42. No, 16. 16, wow. Okay. Yeah, I was actually surprised by that, too. I Going back through it, yeah, there was a lot of laughs. So I think it was just volume of laughs in this one. And there was a couple things that we borrow, like not good enough. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's more than that. I feel like we used to do the thank you. We yeah. haven't done it lately, though. Yeah, so there's a couple of things, things in this that really made me laugh out loud while watching <laughs> it. So I, I'm guessing that's how I scored it so high is just... The tuxedo thing, or the yacht <laughs> we met on a yeah, yacht. Yeah, <laughs> that probably really added up. All those things that we constantly repeat. That score's big for me. What was your favorite joke? At the end, with Marshall coming in in the tuxedo. I'm going to go with a thank you. <laughs> I think, again, I'm going to stick with my least favorite being Barney saying he'd punch a baby. My least favorite, we skipped over it in the recap, was when he says, yeah, he hooked up with this Chinese girl, and he already feels like seconds. Very tropey, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we don't have any write-ins again, so um, Jen, why don't you just tell people where they can reach us and find us? You can find us at runklerecaps.com. Gmail is runklerecaps at gmail.com. Twitter at runklerecaps. And Instagram, how, sorry, underscore how I met your podcast, underscore. Jen would like us to go and play with the new Hanukkah toy she got. Flugelhorn, Jen. <laughs> That's really loud. <laughs> Why does it always end up dirty? <laughs> you make it dirty. I never said it had anything to do with... Oh, we were just going to go whip a mannequin out in the alleyway? Maybe. Um, next week we have Double Date. 
Which is another episode I love. I can't wait to, to get into that one. It was the best night ever. Yeah. <laughs> Don't sleep on the Gouda. Then the cat die. They're based in the cat. We'll miss you, Whiskers. <laughs> All right, folks. Till next week. Bye, everybody.